Last Sunday, Pastor Ashley offered us a series of beautifully crafted scenes that evoked the tender care of God for the city. The sometimes broken-hearted, always heartbreakingly beautiful human tapestry of this place where we come to say our prayers and choose to root this beloved community. Ashley's beautiful word pictures drew the eyes of our ears to the way each and every neighborhood and neighbor is sought out by the love of God. Every facet of beautiful particularity held in the tender mercy of God. And Ashley left us with a prophet's question. What if this city, this city, were truly for everyone? Well, from time to time in these Sunday services this summer, we're going to be leaning on some of the art by which we're surrounded in this great soulful city of ours to let art teach us to listen afresh for God's still speaking voice in a way that's indigenous to our holy, profane, beloved home, flattened R's and broadened O's and all. Are you familiar with the ancient Christian practice of Lectio Divina, which is just a way of talking about reading a text with an ear ready to be surprised by what God might want to help us hear in the moment of the reading. Well, this summer, when the art in question is visual, as it is this morning, Maybe it'll be something more like a communal practice of visio divina, letting the ears of our eyes enter through the open door of an artist's experience to see what God has to say to us in this particular season of our life together in the city of this great, broken-hearted, heartbreaking, hopeful country of ours. To try out that practice, this morning we're going to go about two miles from this room. But don't worry, you don't have to get out of your chair. But to set us up for that seeing, let's look for some bread for that journey in the words that Dan and Skye read from the book of the prophet Habakkuk. Now, in your Bible at home, I am sure that the three pages of that tiny book are well-thumbed in your frequent trips through the books at the very end of the Hebrew Scriptures. Far be it from me to refer to them as the minor prophets. But just to refresh your memory, Habakkuk worked for God in an ominous time when it seemed that the values of the society in which he lived were unraveling among ominous shadows on the stage of the wider world. The prophet Habakkuk, like many others, was asking God, as you heard, how long? How long until the promise is kept that decency and compassion and neighborly care will be established as the hallmarks of our life together? How long 
shall I cry for help? Why do you make me see wrongdoing and look at trouble? Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention arise. Does this sound at all familiar? The law becomes slack and justice never prevails. How long, O God, how long until you intervene to put things right? And then the prophet goes to stand at the watchpost on the ramparts to keep watch for God, to wait for the fulfillment of the long-standing promise. And God responds, as you heard, write the vision, make it plain, so that a runner may read it. For there is still a vision for the appointed time. If it seems to tarry, Wait for it. It will surely come. Standing up there on the ramparts overlooking the city, write it down so that even somebody speeding by can read it. Make sure that it's writ large. For God will see to the keeping of these promises. The time is coming. Thus spoke the prophet. Okay. Time to go see what God might be saying. Look who's keeping watch on the ramparts. The artist is Robert Problack Gibbs. This is the most recent of three murals that he's made in a series called Breathe Life. And you actually have the long view of the mural on the front page of your bulletin as well, so you can look at it up close and from a distance. The Museum of Fine Arts commissioned this mural as part of their 150th year celebration. And Gibbs was painting it three years ago this very month. Let's remember, in the pandemic summer. Actually, this mural was the only one of the museum's sesquicentennial projects that was actually realized in that difficult year. That mural was and still is part of the MFA's mural project, which celebrates as many as 22 works of street art, all within a mile walk of the MFA. There's a great map of those 22 sites on the MFA website, which, if you were so inclined, you could treat as a blueprint for your own summer pilgrimage of affection to the soulful city. It's more complicated than that, though. This is graffiti art, writ large, in the mode of the famous street artist Jean-Michel Basquiat. And the credential that prompted the MFA to make Robert Problack Gibbs an artist in residence is his stature as a master of the spray can. Graffiti is a transgressive art form 
the medium historically used by artists who don't feel heard or seen in the more conventional channels of artistic conversation. Robert Pro Black Gibbs says, we didn't see ourselves in museums. The walls of buildings are our galleries. It's where our culture displays its art. The core mission of street art, Gibbs says, is to document the times like hieroglyphics, to lay out the truth for truth seekers to find. But finding that truth isn't always comfortable. As I was digging into the online conversation about this mural, I found a story in the Globe from 2019, I wonder if you remember this, when Trinity Church and the Boston Public Library, right outside those doors and across the street, were tagged by somebody's spray-painted signature and message. Who wasn't being heard? And what did they want to say? This piece of street art, of course, comes with the highest sanction commissioned by the MFA. But it still makes you wonder, who needs to be heard by being seen? And what do they want to say? And what boundaries need to be crossed in order to say it? Well, doing some Visio Divina, I notice that her hair is full of stars and planets because, as Robert Pro Black Gibbs says about her, her mind is always on the universe. Notice, well, you can't see right this second, but you'll be able to in a minute. There, notice that her shoes are equipped with wings. Notice that she's making bubbles, which are both fragile and agile. And she's holding one. She's also blowing one that seems big enough to take all of her in. The artist says, is actually recorded as saying to a group of youth that he was working with in a workshop, the artist Robert Pro Black Gibbs says, imagine if you keep developing who you are and understanding your emotional content, that it starts to form this bubble around you. That was my message to young people. Understand your emotional content and the time it's going to take for you to develop it. Now, maybe for us, a bubble is an image of insulation or even isolation. But what if you need to insist on having space around you in which you are respected? Make that space yourself. What if it's on you to do that? Space within which your dignity is safe. Space where you can hold your own and where your dreams have a chance of getting off the ground. As Psalm 26 from our call to worship has it, as for me, I have walked in my integrity. Test my heart and mind. My foot stands on level ground. 
And then notice how things are flying out of her backpack. That's her backpack just on our left. Pieces of her education, things that change how she is coming to see the world, what she's learned about the world and what she hopes from the world and what she treasures about the world. Pieces of history, like a newspaper with a headline about the Tulsa Race Massacre of 1921 and the march to Selma across the Edmund Pettus Bridge. And airborne, there's an American Sign Language textbook and photos of a role model, and then this tender image of three generations of black women braiding one another's hair. Vindicate me, O Lord, for I have walked in my integrity and though the fig tree does not blossom and no fruit is on the vines, though the produce of the olive fails and the flock is cut off from the fold, yet will I rejoice in the Lord who is my strength, who makes my feet like the feet of a deer and makes me tread upon the heights. Now, I have to be clear, I don't want to ascribe all that biblical haymaking to Robert Problack Gibbs, who is more than eloquent enough on the Mural Project webpage about what he hopes this image says to the world, and particularly to the students at Madison Park Technical Vocational High School, which is also his alma mater. In one interview, Gibbs quotes a lyric by the hip-hop artist Q-tip. By the way, he says at some point that graffiti and hip-hop are deeply interdependent. So this lyric by Q-tip, if knowledge is the key, then show me the lock. So there she stands in the cement schoolyard with the key in her backpack and her aspirations taking wing on a ramparts of sorts in a schoolyard overlooking, I should say, the headquarters of the Boston Police Department across the street, a block away. Breathe life. Inscribe the vision. Make it plain so that the cars whizzing by can see it. So that the whole city can see it. And remember that, as Pastor Ashley said, every Neighbor is sought out by the love of God. Every neighbor, everyone, including the ones who will have to try harder than everyone else now to put their key to the lock of education because some justices don't know the difference between race and racism decided to retract one of the only systemic steps toward reparations that we've ever taken in this society. Every neighbor, everyone, including the ones whose integrity is so deeply inscribed in them that not even a vendor's refusal to serve them on the pretext of prejudice dressed up as religion can make even so much as a tiny dent in that integrity. Every neighbor, 
everyone, including the ones for whom what it means that their bodies are sacred temples of God's Spirit is that decisions about their bodies are theirs to make in that temple, not in a legislature. What if this city were truly for every neighbor sought out by the love of God? As Robert Problack Gibbs says, in a state where we cannot breathe, I'm asking people to take the time to breathe and look at what's going on. People are walking around with their head down, angry, mad. When you look at these murals, they're so large in size, it's a minute to take a breath and look up and see what's promising, you know? Breathe life. Write it so that those hustling by on their important errands in the city will notice that there are still things that need to be put right. Let it be unmistakable that we haven't forgotten about that promise. We understand ourselves to be implicated in the keeping of that promise. As the beautiful hymn that we're about to sing has it, listening to the Spirit's guiding breath beyond the written code, we, in covenant abiding, seek to write our letters bold. In an age when the law becomes slack and justice comes forth perverted, we understand that we are part of the keeping of the promise. There is still a vision. The very stones cry out from the wall. The spray paint sings from the concrete. The time will come, is coming. Write it large, Old South. Write it large. Amen.